Welcome to Disney Deciphered, a podcast helping you save money, time, and stress as you plan your Disney vacation. On today's episode, with the parks reopening, we take a look at our picks for most overrated and underrated attractions in each of the four Disney parks. We'd love to hear the attractions you think are overrated and underrated, so you can contact us anytime, DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com, at WDWDeciphered on Twitter, or leave a comment on our Facebook page, Disney Deciphered. Find all episodes of the podcast on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you find podcasts, and we really appreciate it if you could take the time to leave us a positive review. If you like bonus content, you can check us out on Patreon.com slash Disney Deciphered. And if you're thinking about booking a Disney trip in the future, you can contact Joe, Joseph Chung at TravelMation.net. I'm happy to be your travel agent at no cost to you. Thanks and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Joe from As Joe Flies. And I'm Leslie from Trips with Tykes. Welcome back to Disney Deciphered. So I am uh, recording outside. We rented a house in Pennsylvania for the week with my parents and my sister. So apologies for the ambient noise. I'm sure you'll probably hear some kids in the background. So uh, apologies for that. Hope everyone had a great Independence Day weekend. And we are going to take a week off from discussing news and pandemic-related things. The parks are opening this week. They'll be opening a couple days after this episode releases. Passholder previews are when this episode releases. So we'll definitely get back to that next week. But we just want to take a little break. I think our minds and our hearts need some pandemic break. So, Leslie, why don't you introduce uh, your great idea for what we can talk about today that's uh, non-pandemic related? Sure. I definitely needed a break, at least. So today we're going to be talking about the most overrated and underrated Disney World attractions in each park. We thought that's a chance to kind of remind people what these rides are since it's been like, you know, four months since anybody's been on any of them and everybody's going to want to sort of know what to make a, a beeline for. And especially when people do return to the parks, they're going to be touring them very differently. So maybe they're going to be discovering attractions that they normally overlook. So so let's dive in, Joe, and start with the newest of the Disney World Parks Animal Kingdom. What do you have for us there? All right, so let's uh, go with the negative first, start with overrated. As always on Disney Deciphered, we are playing very fast and loose with the rules about what underrated and overrated are. So I'm going to be applying different criteria because... I'm just a super inconsistent person. But if you've listened to us before, you know that. Also, again, this is always just Leslie and my opinion. All that being said, my choice for most overrated attraction in Animal Kingdom is it's tough to be a bug. I don't I never ride it. There's not a long line, but I think it's overrated because I just do not think this ride should even exist. I don't know what they could do inside the tree of life besides that, but I'm going with it's tough to be a bug as being overrated because I just I don't I just don't feel like this is a attraction that I believe uh should even exist. So send your hate mail now. What do you got, Leslie? Or what do you think about that? I actually toyed with that myself as being my pick because, I mean, it's not like anybody says it's good, but yeah, the fact that it even exists at all (laughs) is, you know, it's, it's, it's that bad. It's like probably one of the worst attractions in any Disney park everywhere. Yeah. It's, it's also just terrifying. People think it's like a young kid attraction. They go in and the children are, are terrified. So, but yeah, that was actually not my pick. And my pick is going to be maybe more controversial for the most overrated attraction in Animal Kingdom. And I am going to go with a favorite and beloved attraction of many people, the Kilimanjaro Safaris. And the reason I picked that is because 
It's a very variable experience on that ride. Where you sit affects what you're going to be able to see. Simply the time of day or sort of what animals are active are going to, you know, affect how your experience is. And I, I think it's a great attraction, but I do think it lets me down on occasion, especially given how long the line can be if you don't have a fast pass. So what do you think about that? Is that controversial enough for you? It's pretty... Well, wait till we get to Hollywood Studios. But it's pretty controversial. I do see where you're coming from, though, because in a lot of ways, Kilimanjaro Safaris, it can be like... It can definitely be the best attraction that you've been on in Animal Kingdom on any given day. But if all the animals are sleeping or sometimes if you do one of the dusk ones, like they're just very inactive or it's tough to see, then you just have waited for so long and don't get the same experience. So I can definitely see how it can be in a lot of ways, the worst attraction that you've been on for a given day. If you get the wrong circumstances, worst, of course, not including it's tough to be a bug. Fair enough. (laughs) Fair enough. All right. Well, let's go with our underrated attractions, Animal Kingdom. What do you have? All right. So for most underrated I guess it's an attraction, but I came up with Tree of Life Awakenings, which happens kind of throughout the night. It's when the Tree of Life lights up to music and they use their projection technology. The reason why I think this attraction is underrated is because I don't think it's an attraction that people will kind of schedule their day around but i think it's something that like whenever you see it you stop and you spend 10 to 15 minutes uh, standing there hopefully socially distanced these days i'm sure they'll come up with some way to do that but you know it's such a great show uh it showcases the technology disney has and the music and the stories and the movies that they have and so it's so great so i just feel like uh, it's it's a stop and smell the roses type situation except for in this case it's stop and uh, see a gigantic fake tree lit up with fake lights I agree. That's an excellent pick. And that's definitely one thing that people don't really make time for. And and that's kind of what Animal Kingdom is all about is discovering things and not scheduling all these rides back to back. So it fits in with that with that theme for sure. All right. Well, my pick for underrated attraction in Animal Kingdom is maybe not surprising based upon what I've said on other episodes, but it's Navi River Journey. And I think it kind of gets an unfair shake because, you know, Flight of Passage in Pandora is just so fantastic that, you know, the secondary attraction in Pandora is going to pale in comparison. But I think it's just a really pleasant, beautiful boat ride. And, you know, in the same vein as, as something like Small World and the visuals are gorgeous. The animatronics are one of the best anywhere in any Disney park in the world at the very end. So that that is one that I always enjoy doing. And if you sort of figure out your strategy right, given that there are not a ton of attractions in Animal Kingdom, you can get on it without waiting too, too long. So yeah, I always enjoy doing that one, but I hate that it gets a little bit of negative attention that I think it doesn't deserve. Yeah, I hear that. Let's move on to the next park, uh, reverse chronologically, Hollywood Studios. So what do you have for overrated attraction in Hollywood Studios? I guess I have a little bit of a controversial choice here as well, but maybe not surprising to you, Joe. Overrated is Tower of Terror for me. The theming is is nice and historic, and it's a nice thrill ride, but I guess now that I've done Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout, and I can see what this technology on a drop ride is capable of doing, Tower of Terror just doesn't quite live up to me anymore. And of course, you know, Disney World always had the superior Tower of Terror in terms of how its ride mechanics work, but I actually do prefer Guardians of the Galaxy at Disneyland uh, now even more. So sorry, Tower of Terror. 
Okay, well, prepare to get offended yourself because my overrated attraction is, I think, your favorite thrill ride in Hollywood Studios, Rock and Roller Coaster. This is, uh, like I said, playing fast and loose with the rules. I think it's overrated for, how do you say, old people like me. I am like old, my body is broken, my back issues from that last time we were there together still haven't resolved. Like, I just don't think my body can handle rock and roller coaster many times more in my lifetime. And with the weights, even if you do the single rider, which is not even going to exist during the reopening, the wait time is just way too long. So that's what I have for my overrated for Hollywood Studios. Okay, you haven't offended me that much, Joe. I mean, that is my favorite of the sort of old school Hollywood Studios attractions. Of course, there are quite a few new attractions in Hollywood Studios now that I probably would rate higher, but I get the pain factor. There are quite a few roller coasters at a lot of regional theme parks that I don't do anymore because, yes, I'm getting old too, (laughs) and they hurt too badly, and so I'm sympathetic to that. But even as much as I do love Rock and Roller Coaster, I will forgive you. Father time remains undefeated. So uh, what do you have for underrated? So I'm not sure. I guess I'm breaking the rules on this one, too, if this one's truly underrated. But I fear it it is kind of starting to be forgotten because there's so many new additions to Hollywood Studios. And that is Toy Story Mania. That is one of the attractions that I always do on both coasts. It's a a great competitive ride that you can do with your family. That's a lot of fun. It has a queue that's in the air conditioning, which is always awesome. And I I just think this is a great ride. And now there's just so many things, you know, Rise of the Resistance and Slinky Dog Dash and so many things, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway that everybody is going to prioritize first. And they're going to forget about this, this classic linchpin of what is now Toy Story Land. Yeah, that's fair. Um, you know, I think I think that's a really that's a good call right there. For me, my underrated in Hollywood Studios, first honorable mention to Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run. I think because it opened first and people were like so, I guess, anxious to see Rise of the Resistance, I feel like it got, you know, more negative reviews than it needed to get. Like it's a it's a fun ride and you still get to pilot the Millennium Falcon. So honorable mention to that, but my underrated ride remains in the Star Wars arena, and that is Star Tours. I feel like it still holds up after all these years. It's a lot of fun. They've added the new scenes from the new movies and stuff like that, regardless of whether you like the new movies or not. So they keep it updated. And yeah, I think it's just a great ride. You can get on with like very little weight. You can keep riding again and again and again. And I think it's just kind of forgotten, like you said, in relation to all the new and exciting rides out there. So Star Tours would be my underrated with uh, Smuggler's Run being the runner-up in Hollywood Studios. That's a fair pick. I definitely, it kind of falls in that same camp as Toy Story Mania where you know, there's so many bright and shiny new things and, and people forget about the classics. And I do think that the overlay that was added when Rise of the Resistance opened is even better. So I hope that sticks around for a, a while, the new, the new scenes in that ride. Definitely. All right, so let's move on to Epcot, uh, which is uh, very uh, attractionless at the moment. So it was tough, but what do you have for overrated attraction for Epcot? All right, my Disneyland bias is showing again, but I picked Test Track for being overrated because once you've ridden Radiator Springs Racers, which used and built upon the technology of Test Track, then Test Track is kind of ruined for you as inferior. So yeah, I, I it breaks down too much. The technology kind of feels dated at this point to me, and the line is just not worth it. And it's, it's not good enough of an attraction for me 
to, you know, waste my fast pass on. So I, I'm just not going to wait in the regular line for that one. Yeah, uh, we did not compare notes beforehand, but Test Track is also my most overrated. Just obviously the three big ones are Frozen Ever After, Soren, and Test Track. And I think out of those three, Test Track is the one that like I'm least willing to wait for. Again, you have single rider, but that's not going to be open right now. And with all the breakdowns and then when it rains, you can't go and stuff like that. Like I haven't even been on Radiator Spring Racers, but I still feel like Test Track is overrated. Like the lines are just not commensurate uh, with the experience in my mind. You know, it's fun, but I don't think it's that fun. You know, you talking about the breakdowns, though, does remind me of that old Backside of Magic hack, which I think is pretty useful. Because it rains and Test Track shuts down so much, if you have a fast pass when they exist again, I guess, for Test Track, if it rains, you know, you'll get a fast pass that you can use for other attractions. So that's kind of something to uh, bear in mind. Shout out to old school Backside of Magic out there. All right, so why don't we go to underrated in Epcot. What do you have? I have the Grand Fiesta Tour. I love this attraction. I mean, of course, there are not that many attractions to pick from in Epcot, but, you know, I love the World Showcase side of Epcot and Mexico is sort of, that's where you sort of enter into all of the countries and the attraction just sort of sets the scene for me for escaping on my travels around World Showcase love of course that it's inside and it's a slow boat ride so you get a lot of air conditioning it's great for like the heat of the day the lines are never very long at all and i love the three caballeros i mean that's just a fun ride for everyone in the family you can take babies on it you can take grandparents on it and not having to wait is good for everybody of all generations that's a great call. I was thinking of doing Living with the Land, but I figured not enough people are nerdy enough to appreciate that. So what I went with, well, I guess I went with another nerdy one too, but I went with Impressions de France, which is the show about France, which is admittedly kind of dated in the France Pavilion, but I just think it does a great job of showcasing French culture and, you know, it's a great way to escape the heat or the rain. It's going to be open during reopening. I assume they're going to be doing some kind of social distancing inside there. But Impressions de France, you know, there's not as much edutainment in Epcot as there used to be. But Impressions de France is something that I feel like is really underrated when it comes to that edutainment. So that's what I got. Okay. I don't think I've seen it in more than a decade. So don't it's have okay. It hasn't opinion. changed. It hasn't changed. <laughs> That's right. Oldie but a goodie. All right. Well, let's exactly. move over. Let's move over to the last park, um, Magic Kingdom. What do you have there, Joe, for us? All right. So for overrated, okay, I wrote down Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, which I still feel like is overrated. Again, the line is just not, it doesn't live up to the attraction. Like Big Thunder is a better roller coaster. Seven Dwarfs, I guess, has better theming because of the animatronics, but I don't know. Because like, I would argue the Big Thunder theming is very good as well, even though there are no animatronics. But I will put Seven Dwarfs Mine Train into the runner-up category and instead say that the Barnstormer is the most overrated attraction in the Magic Kingdom. Because who wants to wait in line for an hour to ride a 32-second mini kids roller coaster? Yes, I've timed it. I think it's 32 seconds long. Uh, it's just, I get why it's there and I get why it exists, but the line is just way too long. So I think it's overrated because way too many people go on that than need to. That's a totally fair pick. I mean, it sort of falls into the same category as it's tough to be a bug. Like nobody actually rates it that high, but even then it's rated too highly. So, okay. Well, my pick is another sort of controversial one. And again, is showing my, my Disneyland bias. 
but I am picking Pirates of the Caribbean, and that's because the version at Walt Disney World is just kind of a shell, the original ride at Disneyland. It's so much more epic at Disneyland. The the scale and the theming and the length of the ride and the additional scenes. And when I ride it at Walt Disney World, I'm always just totally underwhelmed because I know what could be with that ride. And Disney World just does not deliver. So sadly, you know, this is my favorite ride at Disneyland. So it's really sad for me to have to put it in this category at Disney World. But here we go. All right. Fair enough. What do you have for most underrated for Magic Kingdom? I'm curious if you have guessed my pick because I talk about it often and how much I love it. Country Bear Jamboree. <laughs> it is classic old school Disney. And every time I watch it, my jaw kind of drops. It's some of the things that are said in it that could never, never be in an attraction that Disney releases today. And I'm kind of amazed that it still is hanging in there with some of the very un-PC things <laughs> that are in that attraction. And it's just really, I mean, it's, the old school animatronics that, you know, Disney started with and has improved upon. So it's nice to see that moment in time in history. Again, with the theme, it's indoors and air conditioned. So a great thing to do during hot times of the day. And the line is also never very long. So I adore Country Beer Jamboree. What do you think, Joe? Yeah, I think the reason why they're still getting away with it is because the audio is so garbled. It's just too hard to hear the offensive things that are being said. And that's why I would say Country Bear Jamboree is still sticking around. All right, so for most underrated, uh, I think I will go with, I guess I'm, like I said, I'm contradicting myself. But I think one of the most underrated rides is the Astro Orbiter. But it's only underrated from during the first hour of park opening and the last hour before it closes. Uh, I really love the Astro Orbiter. I think it has like the best views in the Magic Kingdom. And so when you're up there, it's great to see. However, it, of course, is one of the slowest loading rides in Magic Kingdom. It takes forever. The lines get crazy during midday. So I only ride Astro Orbiter very early or very late, but especially very late. Like the views of the Magic Kingdom that you get on the Astro Orbiter are just um, really, it's just a great place to relax, although you're kind of holding on for dear life a little bit. But it's just a great place to kind of take in um, the magic and the wonder of the Magic Kingdom. So I will go with that for my underrated ride. With a runner-up, same kind of idea, but if you get to go on Big Thunder Mountain at night, uh, the views you get from that attraction are amazing as well. So, you know, I just like to take it in with the Magic Kingdom. Totally agree, Joe. All right, so those are our picks for most underrated and overrated in each of the four parks. I'm sure you disagree, so please let us know. DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com at www.deciphered on Twitter, or you can leave a comment on our Facebook page, Disney Deciphered. Like we said, the parks are going to be opening this week. I think at this point on Sunday as we're recording, really, I don't think anything's going to stop that train. So they will be opening. We will be covering uh, what that's going to be like, what we're learning about that. But of course, that will have to wait till next week. Before we get out of here, Leslie, give us a quick Disney do or don't related to the parks reopening. Sure. So I kind of hinted at this at the beginning, but I think... It's an important do for guests to try new attractions when the parks reopen because the way everything works is going to be totally different. You, you'll have your favorites. They won't work the same way. The ones that you kind of ignore might be more efficient or they might have something more to offer in this brave new world that we're all going to be exploring when the parks are, are back in this strange new way. So be willing to to step outside of your usual ride preference comfort zone and 
try something new because you might discover something that is more worth your while during these times. All right. Great tip. So the parks will be open by the time you hear our next episode. So we are looking forward to that and talking about that. Thanks so much, everyone, for listening. Other than that, Leslie, thank you for taking the time to talk to me. And I will see you on Twitter as we are crazily monitoring what people are saying about the experience with the parks this week. 